0: welcome welcome back guys uh man i am i'm super excited to be here with you guys to to continue on in this message that thicker than water and we are in week three um and when your family goes through rough waters your mindset can see you through and as i was thinking about this message and and asking the holy spirit to give me some clarity on what to speak to you guys about I just had just rambling thoughts just going through my head and everything really just pointed me back to the Word of God and and what it meant and how God has brought me from one point to where I am right now. And as I look back even today, 10 years ago on this very day, I was preaching to middle school students um, pretty much on the same topic, Um, but but I also realized where God has brought me from. Because I can tell you, as some of you know, like my family situation was a mess. Um, I had a stepfather that I still have uh from the time I was eight years old until now. And from the beginning it was really, really rough. My stepfather came from a broken, not he came from a, a family that was intact, but there was a lot of like hurt and pain. And so his his family situation sort of morphed into uh the relationship with me. And as I remember in middle school, I, I really didn't have a good relationship with them. And my stepfather is like and my mom's black, obviously. But um, so there was, a t- there was no, like, racial tension in, in between them. But-, but there was a lot of, like, questions and, and answers that-, that he really couldn't provide for me. So I remember specifically in middle school, my, uh, my friends would always ask him, like, man, who's that, that white guy in the your house? And-, and I was ashamed not of him ethnically. I was ashamed because of the relationship that I had with them. So my friends would ask, like, who is that guy, that white guy at your house? And I had a pretty diverse group of friends, but, but I would tell my friends, hey, that is our next door neighbor. He's here to fix the plumbing at our house or mow the grass or something like that. And after a while, my friends kind of caught on and they were like, man, that guy's at your house a whole lot. And I was like, yeah, you know, my mom just, you know, they got a good relationship. But after a while, they kind of figured it out. And I never really explained, like, why um, I had these feelings toward my stepfather. But as I look back, I can tell you, like, God has done some miraculous things in our relationship. And we have a much better relationship than we had when I was a boy. And there's still a lot of work to do. But in the midst of it, God got all the glory out of it. Because not only did God change me, and he took me on a journey, but my walk is starting to change him. And and that's what God does, you know, when your family goes to rub waters, your mindset can see you through. And if I didn't have the mindset of Christ, if we don't have the mindset of Christ, like we won't see through. We'll just wander around aimlessly. So like I said, guys, what an amazing night so far. Students like uh, like I said, we're in week three of Thicker Than Water. And first of all, I want to give Lucas and Hayden a round of applause for an amazing job they did. the previous two weeks, you know, Hayden spoke about how your family story isn't finished and, like, how true is that in regards to God, who not only sees our family pain, but he also redeems it and restores our family pain for his glory. Uh, This week, I want to talk to you about change, and consider that for a moment. Like in every season, there's change. We go from winter to spring to summer to fall and back to winter each passing year. And these seasons, like we come to expect, right? And there's nothing that'll ever be different. Like there'll never be a new season called summer, like half summer, or half fall and half summer, or maybe sprinter, like half spring and half winter. Like things don't change like that. And we, we simply become adjusted to it. and And that's how things should be. So as we look at this slide here, like we think about change and change will happen. Say that with me. Change will happen, right? We can't deny it. Change will happen. But then again, like, you probably don't listen to the same music you did from three years ago. Some of you may. I, like I still like old music. Um, maybe your clothing looks differently than it did when you were in the fifth grade. Or maybe you look different than you did as a kid. I hope that's the case. But what about those unexpected changes? Those changes that show up out of nowhere? Remember, most of us, we become accustomed to what we're used to and believe that it will always be the same. Maybe it's your friend group. Maybe you've changed locations, a new neighborhood. Maybe a town or a state, and you're still trying to figure out it's moving into a new place and how, how it isn't easy to navigate. And change can be so unexpected, and it disrupts our lives. And it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, your social status in this world, unexpected change affects all of us. Because of unexpected change, we need a sense of stability. A place where everything seems safe when it's chaotic. And this week we have another topic on family that's related to the previous, but it has the same results. The topic is this. When your family goes through the rough waters, your mindset can see you through. And guys, as we grow deeper in our relationship and our dependence on Jesus, we'll see that change is inevitable. But God is constant. And God's presence does and can comfort us in uncertain times in regards to change in our families. Why? Because something tells us, this slide here, that family should be constant. So how do we have a positive mindset when our families go through rough waters? For some, that may be a family that, you know, the parents are divorced, or maybe in the midst of a divorce. For others, it can be parents who live in the same house, but you can feel like there's some separation there. Maybe you have siblings who have chosen choices I'm not following Christ when the rest of the family is, and it's causing some conflict. Or maybe it's those heartfelt moments that all of us in ministry face when we hear the results of a family member or a mom and dad passing away. And whatever the case may be, there's a truth that sits within the recesses of everyone's heart. It says family should be constant because the three institutions that God created, and you can read it in the Old Testament. Exactly in order was the the family, government, and then came the church. And the government is supposed to play family, but the government is supposed to play a role in keeping the family intact, how God created it. Man, woman, children, generation after generation after generation. Like I said, guys, family should be a place of solitude, where solitude is present. There's hope, there's unity. There's a place ultimately where the presence presence of Jesus is felt and always on display. Guys, like I said, that's not always the case. So what does it look like to have the right mindset when families go through rough waters? And for some of us, as I just shared in those examples, it may look like this. Check out this video I pulled up. Do you Denny little chances, brother? Yes, sir. Shame what happened to him. The Bible says in the midst of life we are in death. Did you know that? I lost a brother in Korea. You look like your brother, Denny. People ever tell you that? Sometimes. I remember the year it was all conference. Quarter packets. Boy, could he throw. Father, God, Sonny Jesus. There'd be some scouts at the game tomorrow. I don't know, Pop. Mm, Dad, I have the potatoes? That's what I hear, son. Are you going to see Jane after the game? I think she's a lovely girl. Dad, can you please have the potatoes. Dorothy, don't talk to the boy about girls. Dad. You shouldn't be thinking about girls. This is the biggest game of his life. When you're out there tomorrow, Pop, did you read the story that Gordy wrote? Gordy wrote a story. It was really good. What did you write, sweetheart? I see, that's what I'm talking about. Football takes concentration. You start in on the girls, and his mind's all over the place. Darby, right. I don't know how I really liked it. No that was noise. great. I don't want you interrupting. So you see, I'm talking to the boy, don't you? You play football. Hmm? You play football. No. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah, well, your brother shot the play football. So the blessing is, like, this movie was like really popular when I was a kid, and and in this movie, I could totally relate to Gordy in this picture. And if you watch this movie, you'll see that each of the boys had a similar circumstance in their own family. Guys, like I said, many of you know, like I didn't know my biological father and he didn't play a huge role in my life. And I had a stepfather from the time I was like eight or nine years old. um, It wasn't always healthy and definitely not spiritually healthy. But like Gordy, I surrounded myself with some friends who shared the same personal pain. And maybe you can relate. And that does, give us, that does give us a sense, well, this must be normal if everyone else is going through it. And I like his statement at the end. He says, what do you do? Well, I don't like it, but he says, what do you do? And he says, I don't know. And there seems to be a sense of identity, a sense of welcome, a sense of God's presence. There's uh, a sense of, of uh, feeling, feeling belonged in something. And ultimately, it was a family. And this next slide really, really shows us, uh, gives a a better uh, insight on what uh, I'm going to share with you guys next. So no matter what our experience is, what change, sometimes something about it happening in our our families makes it more difficult. So guys, like I said, I can relate to Gordy's story a lot because I felt like sort of the outside, outside of my own family. And in this movie, Gordy had an older brother, and he was a football player, but he ended up dying in a car accident. And his dad was, or his father idolized his older son. And he couldn't understand why Gordy didn't live up to the standards of his his uh, his older brother. So um, and, and the beauty of this story is how Gordy related to it. His real name is Will Wheaton. And Will, he got really good praises in this movie about the job that he did. He was able able to shed tears in an instant. And they couldn't understand why. But years later, they found out that Gordy, Will Wheaton, in real life, had the same experiences that he was having in the movie. So I, I think about his pain, not only in a movie, but in real life. Many of us face the same thing. And as a teen, I can distinctly remember a group of my friends, (gasps) excuse me. My friend Dan, his father loved him as a kid. Ryan, his father was verbally abusive. Tim, as teenagers, his father was almost 70 years old. And John, his father loved him. And it may seem to me like my, my group of friends, they all come from unstable homes. And many did, but I also had a group of friends that appeared to have it all together. And I can remember hanging out at their homes and the occasional weekend sleepovers and having a real sense of envy and jealousy. And I would say to myself, I'm like, man, I wish my family operated like this. Or I wish I had a father like this. And I never said it out loud, but I always internalized it with the hopes that it would change for me. And what about you? How do you deal with uncertain circumstances and changes in life? Again, it can seem challenging and it can bring on a lot of anxiety and depression and pressure and the hopes that we'll figure it out on our own. Maybe it's the constant change at your school or the news of change that's coming and what's going on. Maybe it's the constant change at home and coming home in the afternoons presents a new set of challenges each day. Maybe it's a new step parent and the thought of, can I or do I want to love this person as the parent that just left? This next slide says it all. So when change happens in a family, it can be much more difficult to deal with. Change can be a painful experience when we don't have the right mindset. And it heightens when it's within our families. How do we do better at handling it? How do we navigate it without becoming bitter or cynical? And how can we be better prepared for? Those are three legitimate questions we can ask ourselves. And I encourage you, if you have those questions, don't be afraid to ask your group leader, pastors, or anyone on the team here at the church. But most importantly, pray. And seek wisdom from God, and immerse yourself in his word, and, and God's, our promise, he'll give you direction. Because there may be uncertainties in life, but one thing is certain. God is always certain. And that's a promise. So this next slide gives us a little more clarity. With guidance from God, we can change the way we look at change. See, when we see the scriptures and we notice the change happened in biblical days just as rapidly as they do here in 2023, and as we peek into the Old Testament and see the writings of Solomon, and guys, I'll even throw out a little trivia question here. What was King Solomon known for? Correct, wisdom, right? And guys, the wisdom is timeless truth that Solomon wrote. And that just means his words don't, they're not dated. They're just as valuable when he wrote it as they are in 2023. So this passage in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, speaks volumes about change that happens in our lives. And how God deals with it. So if you throw that slide up there. I'm sorry. So there's a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to root, a time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Now Solomon, he was a wise, wise man, very wise. Guys, he was far from perfect. But God instilled in him a great deal of knowledge. And he started out really well. But towards the end of his life, you'll read that Solomon failed to take some of his advice that his his wise words instructed. But Solomon was very diligent in this. Get ready because change is coming. And it's inevitable. It's going to happen. This passage is specific, has a poetic thing to it, but it's very direct when it comes to change. From a time to plant and a time to uproot. Maybe gardening, maybe a new location. A time to birth and a time to die. That's inevitable because we're all going to die one day. But in death, there's hope for the believer and we rejoice in what's to come. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing maybe it's time to let go of some of those relationships that aren't producing fruit. And this one, a time to weep and a time to laugh. We'll experience joy and sorrow often in the same moment. A guy's a brother uh, who was about 13 at the time, and uh, to go and shave his eyebrows off. And uh, we just told him, hey, it'll be pretty cool. and And he believed it. And I couldn't believe that he actually went and did it. But after that, there was laughter, right? There was laughter from us, but there was weeping on his behalf. And we didn't pay much mind to it because it was childhood jokes. But he experienced that joy and that pain all in the same moment because he wanted to impress us. So you can read this and you can find it a bit depressing. Uh, And guys, that's not the point of King Solomon. He's see, simply letting us know that change will happen at some point. And God is fully aware of the changing circumstances in our lives, but he makes this promise. Guys, I'm still in control. So this slide is this. So instead of fighting change, or acting that things will always stay the same, we can open our hands and our heart and give up control. And rest in the promises of God that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So, like I said, God is fully aware of the things that change our lives. And he often allows the change to happen, so we'll put our focus back on him. And although we look to a sovereign God for the answers, his answers, isn't always change, constant change will go away, it won't. But as the book of Isaiah we learned that the Israelites were either in captivity, coming out of captivity, and talk about constant change. But I love what God assured them in this, in in Isaiah 43 verse two. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fires, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Now imagine the comfort that brought the Israelites to hear that God was with them. Guess what? The same comfort and the words are freely available to us. There's only one thing you and I need to do, is just believe what it says. Believe what the next slide says. In every single moment and every single season of change, including families, God will be with us. So believe. Believe in every single moment and every season of change, including family, God will be with us. We can't control people and their families. As much as as we want our families to be stable and constant, it doesn't always happen. So since we can't stop change, we, we can't control people, what can we do? We start by focusing our mindset, our thinking, our attitude, and our perspective. This next slide says it no. all. We can change the way we look at change. And guys, like I said, change is difficult. New house, new season, new town, new stepmom, new friends, new normal, or maybe a new church. God promises you are not alone. His word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And all we have to do is stay faithful to the servant. Stay faithful to the Savior, I'm sorry. He is our hope. What does that look like? To walk faithful with the Lord. And I don't know about you, you guys have pets. I got a little dog. He's about seven years old, but he's just now starting to mature. And like most dogs, when they're young, you got to keep them on a leash so they don't go too far. Or they don't. In my case, my dog, if he's off the leash, he'll run the Texas. But as he got older, I'm able to let him off the leash, and, and he walks right by my side, and I can holler out a command, and, and he stays right there. And that's the beauty of obedience. Because my dog knows his master, he knows my voice. He knows when to stop. He knows when to listen. He knows how to heal. He knows how to obey. And that's what God calls for us to do when our families go through difficult circumstances. Remember that, guys. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And all we have to do is obey. Let me pray for you guys. God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for... uh, you willing to use a broken down vessel like me? And God, I just pray this message resonates with our heart, that we know that through the thick and through the thin, Lord, as long as our mindset is on you, you will see us through. So God, heal whatever areas in our lives that need healing. Restore what's broken. And God, like David said, search me, O Lord, and see if there's any offensive ways in me. God, because sometimes family pain is a two-way street. We have a role to play, and so do they. So God, use us, continue to mold us, continue to shape us into an image of Christ. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for what you're doing and what you have yet to do because of your promise. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Everybody say, amen.